Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 18. After our usual segments of In the Kitchen and Movement Makeover, we will be discussing how to foster healthy digestion. If you would like to submit a question, head on over to realmomsreallife.com. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Welcome, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. We now have a baby that seems to be sleeping better now that he's feeling a little better, so that's good. That is always, that's good for everyone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm excited because it's finally feeling a little bit more like spring. Yes. Um, which is nice. I will say last weekend it was 80 degrees on one, on Saturday. And then uh, by Tuesday it flurried. My gosh, that's so crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with this. But today we're like 50s and it's sunny out. So it's a good yard work day. And so I think I think we're on the upswing. That is our uh, plan. Well, by ours, I mean my husband's. <laughs> Me being like, okay, go mow the yard. The yard. We went to do it last weekend, and it just like it has been just pouring here. Like it's been terrible. But now it's same thing. It's finally like becoming spring. This week it's supposed to like get into like seventies and eighties. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's funny. I, I did all of the mulching last year, and this year with being pregnant, I'm like, it's just not worth it. I already have back yeah. issues to begin with, so today's his day to do that. And I'm like, hey, honey, by the way, I'm going to go take a half hour to go podcast, so nice. I'm just going to you know, steal that. But That works. <laughs> all right. Anything else before we get started? Uh, no, I think, I think that's, that about covers it for right now. Sounds good. So we're going to start with your in the kitchen tip. And I just want to say for my tip this week is to plan ahead. So I was listening to a podcast about seasons of sacrifice and they were talking about how to prepare for that season. And I found for me, I'm not really great at planning ahead from a week to week basis. But if I know that something important is coming up, that's going to take a lot of my time or is going to make me really busy, that I do prep for that. So Last week, I had a four-day infant massage training course, so I knew that I needed lunches every day because I didn't know what kind of food was going to be accessible there, and I wanted to be well-nourished because it's longer days than I've had to do in a while, so I made roasted a couple chickens, and then I chopped it all up, and I made two different kinds of chicken salad, and I bought a couple easier snacks to bring and fruit, and I just really prepared for it so that I didn't have to do much each day and I can kind of do it ahead of time on the weekend. Yeah, I love that. What were you, sorry, the, the beginning you said something about like the seasons of sacrifice. What's that? Sorry. I was like, oh, oh sacrifice. What is well, that? I was sort of thinking too, the other time I like to really plan ahead is right before you have a baby or uh-huh. something like that. So there's a season of time where it's like, oh, I'm going to be really busy or stressed mm. or something. And there's something's going to fall to the wayside. And if you don't want it to be your food, you just Mm -hmm. plan ahead if you know that it's coming. And you don't always know that it's coming, but even thinking like a really big project at work. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that phrase before, seasons of sacrifice, that's all. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) I know. I think that's really smart. And yeah, I agree. I'm not like a huge, like I know some people like to freeze meals and do all that, which I did for after pregnancy, but... 
other than that, yeah, I'm not a huge planner ahead or we kind of just plan for the week in advance. And as long as we have a general idea, we're good. But yes, I'm all for planning at least a day ahead or a week ahead or whatever makes sense for your schedule. Absolutely. Or the morning of, depending on how that goes. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So what's our movement makeover for the week? All right. Mine was inspired after talking to my dad the other day. And he has literally been doing the exact same fitness routine for probably 20 years. Um, Which, whatever, he's getting, you know, he's doing stuff. So, like, when it comes down to it, doing something is better than doing nothing. However, he's incredibly inflexible, like, so bad. And so he does nothing to increase his flexibility because he's not comfortable with that. He does, like, we have a little, like, weight thing in our basement at home. And so he does, like, little, like, chest presses. And he gets on the treadmill for a little bit. And then, I don't know, I think he does some push-ups or something. And... They're very, they're all very like small range of motion movements and his flexibility just keeps getting worse and worse and he's starting to get back pain and like he's starting to get the hunched over posture and I just was like, dad, just do something else. Like, I mean, he should hire a personal trainer because he's got some things going on, but like I have talked to a few of patients too, where it's just like they kind of are, you know, running for the past 15 years or they have their one form of exercise they really like. And I just want to urge everyone, just go try something new. Like, doesn't matter what it is, even if it's just one class, uh, just go try it. Uh, Like recently, an Orange Theory opened up here. I haven't tried it, but they're offering like the free class. So my friend who does Olympic weightlifting just went to go do it for the free class just to like switch it up. And I was like, you know what? I have no intention of joining, but I just might do it too. It's a free class. See something new, maybe get some ideas and whatever, just have some fun. So I just urge you to pick something that maybe you wouldn't have tried and just go sign up for their free class if they have one. Just have fun with it. I love that. I think that, you know, the worst that can happen is that you do love it and then you end up signing up for something that you aren't really planning on. But if it's a new kind of exercise and you really enjoy it, I find there's a certain point where the same thing over and over again, even if it's something that, I mean, CrossFit has so much variability in the day-to-day, but it's still, you're doing the same general thing each class. You've got your strength portion, you've got, you know, warm-ups and your wad and kind of all that. But adding a little variety, I think, is so huge. And you may find something else that you love. And a lot of times we do get stuck in in the same exercise that we do over and over again. Totally. And CrossFit, yes, while it has variety, it's still like squats and lunges in a variety of different ways. So there's no like lateral movement. So it's like if you do do CrossFit, like go try a Zumba class, you know, like something where you're just like moving your body in such a different way than you're used to kind of wakes you up and you're like, hmm, maybe I'm not as strong or well-rounded as I think I am. (laughs) Perfect. I think that's a great tip for the week. So we're going to move on to our topic for the week. So I'm going to remind you guys, this is sort of a part two from our last week's discussion on digestion. We talked about how digestion is supposed to work. We also gave you our first tips on how to support it by just relaxing when you're eating, just taking some deep breaths and getting to that calm and collected state and making sure that you're chewing your food until it's like totally liquefied and pureed or even those liquid foods that you might be eating like a smoothie, keeping them in your mouth and 
I'm like salivating as I say this. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me salivate, right? Like chewing food. So how the, how important that can be to just start your digestion off right. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about other ways to support other parts of your digestion. So how about you, Andrew? Do you want to start off by talking about maybe some foods or things that you like to support digestion in general? Yeah, for sure. Well, first I want to start with a kind of a caveat or something to consider is that when it comes to supporting digestion, depending on what's going on, some foods that could be amazing for somebody might be like the exact food somebody else should be avoiding. And so, you know, if you have something like SIBO or um, a FODMAP sensitivity or something, there's certain foods that, again, might be great for someone else, but not so great for you. And so, I'd urge you, though, if you're eating those foods, that's a, so that was one of the recommendations would be like probiotic-rich foods, so uh, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, if you tolerate dairy, okay, then a really high-quality dairy, um, if you need to get like raw goat yogurt or something like that would be awesome, has really good amounts of probiotics in it. But if you eat those foods and you notice that you get bloated afterwards, you have digestive issues from adding them in, and that might be a sign that something else is going on. So you'd want to listen to that. And that in itself can be a, a cue to get that checked out further. Um, let's see. So there's also um, some foods in general that I recommend. Some th- things like high fiber foods. Chia seeds can be really, really great for getting things moving through the digestive tract. Um, they're really great if you're soaking them overnight, getting them to like gel all up. Then they're really tasty. You can put them in yogurt or even just, you know, some water in your smoothie. Uh, Coconut oil, adding that, cooking with it. Again, adding it to your tea or coffee can be great because it has some antimicrobial properties. Uh, Bone broth is fantastic for digestion. Again, I would be bone broth um, when made like the true way can be high histamine. So if you notice that you don't react super well to bone broth or you kind of like don't feel great after it, which I'm one of them, um, I get almost like, I get like foggy feeling or just kind of this weird like spacey feeling if I have like bone broth that's been cooked too long. So instead you can make um, meat stock. So you're only cooking it for like four hours instead of the 48 hours. And then just fresh vegetables, like tons and tons of fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, I mean, cooked vegetables, roasted vegetables, just get your veggies in. You can't go wrong. What about you, Beth? <laughs> that was such a huge list. I, I'm looking at my at our outline here, and I'm like, okay, digestive support, gallbladder support, gut healing, gut replenishing. I'm pretty sure you... Oh, oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> pretty much They're just... kind of covered. all the same thing when it comes down. Okay, maybe we can break them down and explain <laughs> each one a little bit more. Sorry. <laughs> Totally fine. You are just rearing to go. I like it. Um, So, yeah, so I think we are going to break it down because you talked about the probiotics first. I think that that's something important to discuss because, yes, those are, you know, I are gut replenishing. So in order to replenish the good, healthy bacteria in your gut, like you said, you need to have... It needs to be healthy to begin with. You can't just add sauerkraut and, I mean, or even taking a a probiotic or yogurt or any of those things, those naturally fermented foods can be really great. But if your gut isn't healthy to begin with, you have to kind of step back a little bit. So I definitely 
tell people to tread carefully when they're adding those probiotics in. Watch how your body feels. The things that you're looking for that it might not be the right time and that you might need to step back a little bit is if you're getting bloating right after you're eating it or you're excessively gassy or you're just feeling uncomfortable. So that would be a sign of kind of taking a step back. And I would also say that we talked a lot about the north to south of digestion. So adding probiotics in, that's kind of almost that furthest south kind of timeline and stage. So while I really like them and I think that they're really important, it would not be my first recommendation to anyone to just start adding a probiotic. So if we go back and I think about the stomach first, so thinking about is there anything that can kind of help get those juices flowing, digestion flowing? Things like having a little bit of that kind of sour lemon can help you sour, uh, salivate more or grapefruit, that sort of more bitter taste can help kind of soothe, get those the juice is going and get you more able to actually digest your food. And I also think that from sort of a healing standpoint, ginger can be a really nice ingredient to put into things. Or, I mean, I love one of my favorite things about going out for sushi, which I miss very much right now, is get is the pickled ginger that's on the side. And I just, I love eating it. I feel like it's like sort of bad because I think it makes it so that I can eat a lot more than I probably should. Um... But I enjoy it. I never feel bad after it. And that's something that I really feel like from a main digestion standpoint can really help just support my stomach if my stomach's feeling a little off. Do you have anything from like a stomach specific point? Um, I think just because you're talking about the stomach feeling off, um, peppermint tea can be awesome if your stomach is feeling off. Ginger tea also, that's I usually will go peppermint or ginger or sometimes just mix it together if I'm like, I just need both. Um, uh, bitters. I personally have not used bitters. I don't know if you have Beth, but I've heard great things about them. I don't know why I haven't, but because yeah. it's one more thing to have at the table. Exactly. Yeah. I Apple cider. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar is awesome too. Um, again, I would, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to be aware of how it's reacting to you. Apple cider vinegar on an empty stomach can be great for digestion, but if you have ulcers or something going on, it might be really rough. So it doesn't feel good then, you know, that again, I would use it as an indicator that, okay, something else is going on that needs to heal. Um, slippery. Are we talking about supplements? I was going to say about to enter in maybe a different word. We can, we can definitely (laughs) talk about supplements. I would say the supplements that we'll talk about on this are going to be ones that we feel comfortable giving, you know, more general recommendations, but with anything like that, I mean, if you're looking to take a supplement, you should talk to a provider, nutritional therapy practitioner or similar, someone that can kind of help guide you in the right direction. So you're not wasting your money on something that you don't need. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. I think it's really easy to overdo it on supplements. But as I was going to say, in general, like, again, if I'm if someone's just like, I'm talking to someone who I'm not doing an evaluation, they're like, oh, this is going on. And I'm like, all right, let me just give you something. Or they just really want something to try to hold them over before they can come in for a visit. Then like slippery elm, marshmallow root can be great. Aloe vera can be fantastic. And that's, you know, not, not even necessarily a supplement. Oops, sorry for the dog barking there. Um, and now she's just throwing me off. Well, the other other supplement that I can think of too that I feel pretty comfortable with is um, I forget it's DGL. It's it's something licorice. 
deglycerized licorice or something like that. I've also heard, I've not used it personally, but I've heard really good things about to kind of calm that stomach a little bit. Totally. Um, the other thing I actually use if I'm getting bloated or anything like that is I use the Young Living essential oils and they have um, one called Digize and I like rub it on my stomach if I'm bloated and it's like amazing. All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to the gallbladder. So we talked a lot about the gallbladder last time and kind of how important it is to support digestion of fats and fatty foods and that kind of thing. So I would say my recommendations for the gallbladder are primarily to just eat foods that have good healthy fats in them. If you don't eat foods with fat, your gallbladder doesn't have to do anything and it can get stale and stagnant and not very happy. And if you have fats that are not very high quality, let's say they're highly processed oils or even, you know, if you have this great like cold pressed sunflower oil and you heat it up to 500 degrees, you've really destroyed the properties of the oil and that can kind of confuse your gallbladder and make it not run so smoothly. I will say, so eating those healthy fats is my number one tip to making that gallbladder work. I will recommend beet or beet juice or beet juice supplements. Um, One of the ones is beta TCP, although I will say I've had people that have had like constipation with those kinds of supplements, which I find thought would be very rare, but I've had a couple people that have struggled with that and I never think constipation's a good thing, so I usually take them off it right away. So how about you? Do you have any foods or things that you recommend to support your gallbladder? I'm pretty similar to you. Definitely beets, good quality fats. If I'm someone's been on a low-fat diet for a while, then I tend to go with more like MCT oil to start with just to get their gallbladder kind of moving and then slowly add in the fats. Great. So kind of to round it out, since we already talked about things to replenish your gut, like the probiotics, the last part is if your gut is not as healthy as you want it to be. And when I talk about the gut, I'm really talking about the large intestine, but also the small intestine as well. And these are things like bloating and loose stools or constipation, food chunks in your stool, which can happen higher up in the chain, but just things that may not you just might not feel great down there in discomfort. So we talked about bone broth, and I love that you mentioned the histamine part of that. I think that if a natural bone broth isn't something that you are willing to make, although it's really easy, and I'll link to my recipe, or have time for, you can buy. There's certain some really great brands that you can buy. Some are now shelf-stable, so I can link to those as well. But from a supplement standpoint, I love collagen. I think that a collagen peptide is a fantastic way to get some nice healing in, and it's a little extra protein. It's fairly tasteless, so you can mix it into just about anything, and you don't need to worry about it. While it's not a complete protein, it does have a lot of protein in it, so it's. I don't think it should be a meal replacement, but it can be, for me, I use it as kind of a mid-morning snack. And I also think that glutamine is also something that I will tell people to recommend that I find it's something that's found in bone broth, but can be also kind of really healing. How about you? Anything to add? Uh, Nothing to add particularly. I would say glutamine can kind of um, elicit similar reactions to bone broth in some people that like almost it's like excitatory reaction. So again, 
I think it's pretty safe to try. But if you notice that you just kind of feel funny after it, maybe a little like jittery feeling, then that might be a sign that um, glutamine might, might not be right for you. Great. So we've talked about relaxing and eating our food and taking our time and chewing it and supporting the stomach in a variety of different ways, supporting our gallbladder to support fat digestion, how to heal our gut and how to replenish it. I think that pretty much covers it for digestive support. How about you? Is there anything that you want to add to this topic? Yeah, I would like to add and reiterate the uh, absolutely do not underestimate the value of relaxation and chewing your food. Like seriously, before you go out and buy supplements, just chew your food really well in a relaxed state while you are like breathing well and not doing anything else. It will help so many digestive issues. I feel like that means we should all go out to dinner more often just because when I'm at a restaurant that takes forever to bring me my food, I have no choice but to eat slowly and each, you know, allow each course to digest before we move on to the next and that kind of thing. I know for me, you know, how much I know the importance of chewing my food. I'm not always good at it, but I understand the repercussions of it and I think that's what we're really trying to teach you guys here yeah I totally get it yeah you probably won't be able to chew every meal perfectly but just try it like really dedicate like three dinners a week something like that and just notice the difference afterwards I've had so many people who think that they're sensitive to certain foods and they're like oh my gosh when I just chew my food the sensitivity goes away like I don't bloat afterwards so can't get much easier than that. Absolutely. All right. So I want to see if Andrea maybe has one quick thing to add about how she's taken care of herself this week, and then I can throw in mine and we'll finish up. How am I taking care of myself? <laughs> Great question. Um, no, actually, I am sticking to good, healthy meals because we have planned ahead and I'm working on not snacking as much throughout the day rather than um, like on days that I'm home because a lot of times I will snack just all day long instead of eating full meals and I've just been better about sitting down to meals. How about you? I love that you're taking time not to snack. I feel like I have a hard time snacking because I don't buy snacks and I, I want a snack, but I'm like, where are they? I am taking care of myself. I had this dear friend. I was complaining about how cold it still is being the end of almost the end of April. And I'm wearing, you know, mostly long sleeves and I don't fit into any of my normal long sleeve stuff anymore. So I was complaining about not having any long sleeve maternity stuff and not wanting to buy it for like two weeks or three weeks, whatever I need for it. Um, So she like went upstairs and grabbed five long sleeve shirts for me. And it has been a life changer this week. I've been so much more comfortable and I probably should have just bought them. But it was actually really nice that she just said, here, I'm not pregnant. I'm not going to be for a while. This will tide you over. So just telling somebody that this was an issue and accepting her response and saying, hey, here is this was, 
I feel like was so meaningful for me, even though it was like nothing. I, I might've been nothing for her. I don't know. It may have been hard to part with it, but it was, it was a really great experience. And it reminded me that that's what friends are for. You have friends to talk to and get help from, whether it's physically borrowing their stuff or listening to them and that kind of thing. So that was my, that was my big thing this week. Oh, I love that so much. That's awesome. I know. I feel like we sometimes forget to ask for help. And really, I always tell people if someone, you know, I'm encouraging someone to ask for help. I'm like, put yourself in like the opposite. If someone came to you for help with that exact thing, like, how would you feel? And like, almost every time you're like, oh, my God, yes, I would love to help that person. So people, people like helping. So that's awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we will have a special guest on to talk about fertility. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feeds of Real Eats and Andrea at Life Liberty Health on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. We did it! Yay! Sorry about the random noise. And sorry about my freaking Instant Pot beeping. I, I'm actually making bone broth for my dog and I just started it. So I was like, there's no way it's going to beep. And it just is yelling like no pressure at me. <laughs> <laughs>